Hi there. This is the Odd HR Podcast, where we share best practices in HR, how we have been doing things different, answering your burning HR questions, and not forgetting some fun entertainment like HR horror stories. Today's episode is a recorded webinar hosted by Naulun, who is in the customer success team at Odd HR. He's here to speak to the country head retail banking, Standard Chartered Bank, Malaysia, LIPC, on how to stay resilient during a crisis and to protect the employee's financial health. In this webinar, we'll be talking about how it is important to take care of employees' well-being in order for them to continue to produce work effectively and efficiently. So stay tuned. Without further ado, let's get started. I will invite our next speaker on, uh, Pacey. Welcome. Good morning to you also. And okay. Pacey will be speaking about protecting employees' financial health, especially in these times. Over to you, Pacey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Um, good morning. I'm Pacey, actually from Standard Chartered Bank. Just a quick introduction of uh, the bank and also actually myself. Um, well, Standard Chartered has been in Malaysia now for 145 years, which is a long time. And um, we are what we call actually a universal bank. So we look after um, all individuals and across actually all segments and across all segments actually within the corporate world to the very small SMEs to the very large CLPs. Um, I look after retail bank. So what that means is that all individuals that uh, bank with us, and in this case would be <clears throat> personal banking clients, um, as well as actually all the way to private banking clients, along with, uh, with small SMEs up to turnover of 50 million, that's actually under my care. Um, and in retail bank, uh, we also have a very large number of staff. So I'm responsible actually for uh, 1,500 staff actually in total. So I consider myself, well, I'm a business person. I think I'm in the business of people. So that's why the uh, topic around employee, around people, it's, uh, it's right up actually on alley on what we need to do and how do we respond uh, in, in this time. So that's one. Two is that I like to also actually bring some of Samrat's story a little bit actually closer to home, actually to Malaysia, to see how it's actually panned out actually in Malaysia, actually this and this actually happened. Um, around four weeks ago, um, we brought together 20 HR professionals and they came from all industries, uh, the hospitality, the retail businesses, the manufacturing, um, obviously financial services, as well as just retail. And, um, and there were a lot of commonalities actually in this period of time. And some of these learnings and these commonalities that we saw in Malaysia is that operating model has certainly changed. So we asked ourselves and we asked the HR professionals as we got together in your respective areas, your respective industry, do we have more employees wanting to work from home? Do we have more employees wanting to work in office? Or do we really actually have a, a mix of both, right? What clearly actually came out is that um, the employees and the staff through this period discovered that they can work from home. They can work in the office, but they prefer to be able to do both. So what they are telling us is that the Malaysian employees are telling us is that they prefer to be able to have the flexibility to what we call it, actually work from anywhere, right? Um, because the need for that structure actually at work and certainly the need for that social interactions actually at the office, as well as the flexibility to be able to work at the office or actually at home at the time they want to do so it's prized actually by employees 
So as we ourselves, even as I think of my own business, how I'm going to be designing and curating actually for the next new normal, the next normal, as Samra actually called it, is that it's probably going to be a flexibility of both, giving the opportunity for the employees to choose where they want to be, where it's actually most appropriate for them, but optimizing productivity. So that's actually the first common learning that we've had. The second common learning is that whilst uh, we concentrated actually very early uh, post-crisis to ensure that there is the, uh, the physical well-being of our staff and employees are actually being taken care of. By physical well-being means that um, making sure that they are able to work from anywhere, therefore technology was important, making sure that wherever they work from, whether it is a retail unit, because we do have to actually serve clients, it's safe for themselves as for the client, it's safe when they go home actually to their family, so that's one, the physical well-being, but it quickly actually progressed into the mental well-being. So the HR professionals whom we spoke to, who we got together, we also summarized that a very big part of preparing for the future is not only preparing for, for us to enable everyone to have the right physical environment to work, to enable them to do so, but to also ensure that we take care of their mental well-being. The, the art and the skill of being able to balance off at home or anywhere actually versus today, making sure that um, we make the environment safe, making sure that we're able to manage this as our family also go through the same scenario um, at school or at their respective workplaces, means that um, there is a, a, a certain amount of stress that we need to actually look after certain amount of stress that we need to be empathetic to. Which then actually leads to the third. We had a very healthy conversation, actually a discussion around uh, what kind of leaders do we need at this moment? What kind of company should we need, right? Um, in this new environment, because what has previously been, actually now in the movies has become real, right? Uh, what was uh, always imagined has really actually become a realistic scenario. So, uh, what came up clearly, we are now agreed, uh, was uh, two specific values or two specific characteristics that you and I, as we manage and lead our teams into the, the new world, that we must demonstrate, we must be able to adopt, and we must help our line managers be able to do so. Um, two words came out very strongly. One is empathy to be able to appreciate how it is like and what it is like to be out there, to be actually able to serve the change. And the second is resilience. Being empathetic and being resilient in any changing environment allows one to adapt, to, to be able to be agile and to be able to change with times and to be able to respond. And that has become one of or two of the biggest characteristics that we want to build actually within um, the organizations. So that was the uh, first three sets of learnings uh, that I wanted to share with you actually today. And, um, and, uh, and this came actually from uh, the, the uh, HR managers uh, and professionals that we worked with um, four weeks ago. Um, the second set of um, 
information I'd like to share with all of you is that um, times have changed, right? And um, and I wear the uh, financial health hat. The reality is is because uh, um, we've started actually surveying all our clients, and um, and our clients are telling us that eight to ten percent of them have lost their jobs. Twenty percent of them have a drop in salary, and that's more than twenty five percent of the salary. Another thirty percent of them have also dropped in salary, and that's less than twenty five percent, and that's current. We asked these clients uh, throughout actually April, and we asked again actually in July, and we asked again in August. And these numbers are progressively better, but it's staying. 10% lost their jobs, 20% have dropped salary of more than 25%, 30% of them actually have dropped the salary that's less than 25, but it's a drop. That's income decline. And we asked again, um, how many of you will be able to pay for your activities, your lending? obligation right and um 35 percent of them say that their household income that include their spouse it will not be sufficient to meet their monthly installment in the next six months these are quite important data points because it does tell us um, the well-being the financial well-being of where our employees could be and would be or might be actually in the next couple of months so it is very real that your employee or your employee's spouse, right, who may be the breadwinner, actually their financial situation now is completely impacted, will be impacted and it's strained actually during this period. So what do we do? An individual financial health um, can really be looked at in three ways. Um, so first is uh, lending and liabilities. Uh, that's something I think all of us are familiar with. Because we buy a house, we actually have a credit card, we take a personal loan actually for a renovation. And in a situation where 10% of people have lost their jobs and a good 50% of them say that salary has actually reduced, means that they may or may not be uh, able to actually meet those obligations. The Malaysia government, um, since April, has actually um, mandated a six-month moratorium. So what that means is just payment holiday, actually for everyone, actually for six months. And this coming to an end in 15 days. Um, therefore, actually by 30th September, the expectation is actually for all your employees and all of us who's got obligations to start paying our monthly installments again. And for those who have actually lost their jobs, as requested actually by the government, the banks will have to do this. They will have to ensure that we'll be able to give them further relief time if they ask for it. And that's actually anything between three to six months. So that's the first. The second um, request that the bank has been asked to take, and the banks are actually taking those actions, is that if your employee or yourself have actually lost income and you're able to prove that you've actually lost income, we'll be able to also reduce the monthly installment actually by the corresponding amount. So, um, so there is help that's given actually across those who need help actually with their financial obligations, but it is temporal. These um, packages actually run from anything from three to six months, and thereafter, depending on the, the uh, situation at that point in time, the financial institution may or may not be able to extend help further. So that's that's the first. The second set of uh, financial needs that an employee would have is how do you protect yourself, right? Especially at the time. 
time where there are people like a daily job, there are people like a daily income. What that means is that potentially it covered, like I get covered actually for my organization. In the event I lose my job actually in, in Standard Chartered, what that means is that I will not have the same cover actually across. When they say no same cover across means that myself and my family members will not necessarily be able to get the hospitalization benefits or insurance cover that I get today versus what it was actually before. So in this regard, um, protecting um, and having that protection for insurance or hospitalization um, becomes more and more important when times are a little bit uncertain. And um, we see it through, um, it is real, uh, because over the last couple of months, we see actually ourselves, our clients, who are able to afford it, who is um, a little bit more conscious. What they've been doing is that they have dug into the pocket, say, let me buy a little bit more cover for myself, because I want to ensure that there is continuity, or they want to actually up the cover in case they actually need um, uh, uh, some help if they do fall sick, right? Or something actually happens to them, right? So um, in this regard, uh, we are seeing actually more and more people wanting to protect actually what they have and protect their future. More to protect their future by actually ensuring that there is some sort of financial um, tools to actually help them. The third is that um, how do you protect one current assets? That was future assets. How do you protect today's current assets? Um, if, you, if you are watching actually your fixed deposit rates, you realize that your fixed deposit rates are actually reduced by 1% this year. So, um, and the rates are growing actually lower and lower. So th this year we've already actually had four cuts um, and um, potentially they could be the fifth actually towards the end of the year. So what that means is 1.25 to 1.5% um, returns will be knocked off your fixed deposit rate. Whilst it's actually very, very good actually for those who owes money, for those who's got extra cash, what that means is that the returns on the cash becomes less and less, and sometimes not even meeting inflation. So there is therefore also a need to then think about how do I protect my wealth? How do I protect the existing wealth that I have so that it will not actually shrink further? There is uh, um, therefore a lot of our clients today also looking for financial planning, working, looking for financial advice to make sure that um, they protect actually what they have today. Now, the other component is um, someone like me who work in Malaysia, but obligations are in Singapore. And I have uh, children who will be going to one in Australia and one in UK. And um, I, I earn a ringgit uh, lending in Singapore, Singapore dollars, uh, paying education actually for in Australian dollars as well as pounds means that of how the fluctuation of my ringgit would make a lot of difference in the future expenses that I may have to pay to support my family. In this regard, uh, where the foreign exchange is extremely volatile, uh, the necessity to be able to plan for the future for your employees, right, will be extremely important, right? And they need to know that knowledge helps them to plan for the potential unknown. That leads to what do we do? as organizations. Uh, I'm lucky because I actually work for the bank, so I have access, right, actually to information. So um, all of you who own, whom are responsible actually for um, your employee, if you want to help them to hold their hand actually through this 
and it's very uncertain times, what are the options that you have? You can go to your banking partner. I think any one of us will be very happy to help. To help to first educate your employees, to tell them what are the obligations they have and what are the options they can, they do have in the event they have difficulty achieving it. Um, how do they actually protect the future of uh, their, their financial needs and how do they protect today's current financial needs? Um, and in some circumstances, we have, I have run some bespoke program also, where because of the strength of the company, we then work to give the employees, um, whether is it more lending or actually better interest rate to ensure that uh, there is there is the benefit in being able to be working in the organization. So the strength of the organization is typically a lot stronger than the strength of the individual. So in this regard, uh, being able to leverage off the organization to come up with a bespoke package actually for your employees, and especially if it's needed, and you know it if it's needed, because you are the one who pays actually for their salary every single month, right? You'll be able to um, work with your banking partner to actually do so. So, um, in summary, um, I just like to leave you with uh, three points that I've just covered. Um, the world has changed, um, and it's changed quite dramatically. Uh, whilst uh, we look at uh, physical well being, we need to actually look at mental well being. I think Samrat had actually covered that quite extensively. And this is recognized actually by all Malaysian employers as well. As managers, uh, we do need to exercise new skills. How do we take care and how do we ensure that productivity is being protected um, even in this environment? Because ultimately, we are all profit-making companies and we need to make profits. How do we optimize actually the opportunity we have to make it to make sure that happens? How do we ensure that there's actually no downtime? And how do we demonstrate as well as instill empathy as well as resilience actually amongst our, all our staff? So that's one. Second point is that uh, the impact is already felt in Malaysia and it's very real. A good 60% of our, at least the ones that we have gone out to, notwithstanding these are probably our Customers who's got who's probably hit the most badly. Um, Sixty percent of them are saying that my salary has been cut up. I've lost my job. A good thirty-five percent of them says that I cannot pay. I my household income is not sufficient, right, uh, to pay for my next six months. So um, uh, and therefore it is real. It is real. So that's the second point. The third point is that um, uh, just like you. Um, the banking institutions and the financial institutions, um, we, we, we bring a certain kind of expertise, an expertise that you can use and leverage on uh, from all of us. So go to your banking partner, come to Stanchard if you need help, come to me. Um, if you feel that uh, you need us to help in educating actually your staff um, in understanding what are the financial solutions actually out there to manage, to manage actually through this quite difficult period. We do not know how long. Um, and definitely, actually, that's it for me. And I will be happy, I think, uh, with Samrat and Anahulan to actually take any questions uh, now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. I think you summarized it perfectly. There's about the same points that I took from your session as well. But I think, especially when you said it's real, that, that really hit home. It's, it's 
But I think people tend to forget that we've almost gone through six months of this already. Yeah? Okay, great. Thank you so much, Tracy. And with that, we conclude part two on how to stay resilient during a crisis and to protect the employee's financial health. In the last part of this recorded webinar, we'll be answering some questions that were submitted from our audiences regarding what are the types of developmental need for each employee in order to make sure that they stay motivated. So if you're interested, keep a lookout for that episode soon.